0: This is good, This is life. But we're done. Be go away. down the bit. down the bit. down the
1: bit. So down the, pit, down the Welcome to episode 19 of Golden Shower of Hits. It's the fucking White album and I don't need to say one more goddamn thing about it. Back back checking the dead on. Let's <laughs> get some Hello, can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Hey, what's up? I just I was sitting here
2: because I forget that we we don't have video on.
1: (laughs) I don't think you want video on, dude. (laughs) I'm a fucking mess today. So Mm, not like I'm that going. Not like I'm that put together any other day. But
2: how you doing? You all right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, just emotionally drained from listening to this record. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
2: i'm not saying that this album sucks <laughs> but it's probably not in the top five beatles albums
1: well and yeah. they didn't have that many albums <laughs> right so what mike is referring to is well uh you know everybody thinks I the- your volume down i didn't hear what you said <laughs> I said, what Mike, what Mike is referring to is, you know, everybody thinks of the, and and me included, well, I think in, in you as well, that the White Album is like the peak of the Beatles. And then as we listened to it over the week, Mike and I texted each other and we're like, this record actually isn't that This isn't very good. I um, mean, in compared to other people's records, right. it's still great, but... I mean it's still w- way better than fucking Goodbye Yellow Brick Road <laughs> Brick Road. <laughs>
2: oh, it fucking it fucking is it makes Kid A look like fucking
1: cold diarrhea right. on a paper plate. Well I was trying to think of like other double albums, you know what I mean? I wonder Kiss if this Alive. so if we're judging it based on double albums, is this better than Kiss Alive? No.
2: <laughs> no, it's not. not that is going to piss some people off, and right there care. is
1: where everybody turned off the podcast.
2: <laughs> there go our optics.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Well, uh, who cares? So we, so we talked about this during the week a little bit, just over text. And one of the things that I read was Ringo said we should have made two albums: the White Album and the Whiter Album. So, wow. You know, I I kind of took that as you know. Uh, like the a list songs and then the kind of the b list songs, so today, uh I actually listened to the entire album and sorted out songs based off of a level songs and b level songs. I thought really, so, because yeah. you know what I did? Did you do the same thing no really <laughs> i re i recreated the
2: album or i <laughs> i played <laughs> I created a a playlist called the betters white album. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and <laughs> So I, I'm interested to see uh, if our stuff matches up or not. Oh, I'm pretty sure it will. Yeah.
2: Uh, at least fairly well. Otherwise, I don't know what the fuck we're doing here.
1: I, I was surprised. So, you know, after listening to this album, I was thinking, God, this album kind of, isn't that great. And so but when I sat down to make the list, there were way more albums on the, on the good side than the bad, than the not as good side. Yeah. Right. Songs.
2: Well, that's the funny thing. is like when you listen to songs individually. Yeah. They can be really good in, in the context of an album, which is something that people don't do or appreciate as much as they used to. Right. Um, it's, it's a completely different experience. And so that's why I've, that's why I enjoy being an album review podcast, and not a song review podcast, right? Mm.
1: Yeah. So, and, and with that, let me say, um, I don't know that there's that many bad songs on this record. Like like songs, I'm like, oh, the song sucks. You know, there are songs I feel like don't fit in or are too weird and should be on the like B version of the album. So,
2: in my universe, there's no B album. I cut nine. I cut nine,
1: nine songs. I cut eleven. Really? Yeah. So I ended up with twenty good, twenty on the A record and eleven on the B record, which means which is basically what a third. So I cut. Wait a minute. There's thirty-one songs on the white album. Uh, yeah, yeah. What? What version? No, there's thirty songs. Uh, maybe I have something doubled up here. Then. Yeah. So,
2: I not only did I cut nine songs. Mm-hmm. But I resequenced the album. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't yeah. Not go that far. And I got to say, mine's pretty killer. <laughs> I'm going to put a link to it for people to enjoy. So more than they enjoy the Beatles' white album.
1: Well, now I'm I'm curious how our our list, our uh lists stack up against each other.
2: Um I don't know if I'll be able to reference this precisely without scrolling back and forth. Uh-huh. Um well I thought you made a playlist of the good
1: songs. Can't you just read off the playlist?
2: Yeah, sure, but okay. it won't be a mirror of of the the released album that the Beatles did, right? It, it it's gonna be um they're resequenced. So I can tell you I cut a I cut a lot of Paul songs. I cut a lot of the corny fucking clarinet songs or whatever the shit <laughs> yeah, those are. There's you know? a lot of that. Cut 'em. Lead off track,
1: Revolution One. Really? Yeah. No, I have that on on the B album. Really? I, I cut it, yeah. Wow. only because um the other ver- I like the other version way better. The one where they plug the guitar directly in the console or whatever. Right. That's I mean, I faster. just like I like the message. Yeah, I just um I think it's a bold lead off. I feel like uh well so I don't understand. So revolution um, the version I'm talking about, is that on a different record? I don't know, but it's not on this. You know, the... Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm sure there's Beatles fans screaming at us right yeah, I know. Like, I now that care. I don't know. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I'm not nearly here's the, a, well, look, a, here's well-versed on this stuff.
2: Everyone thinks they're... The Beatles are like coffee, right? And okay. you, if you say, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I work in coffee... Oh everyone's like, "Oh, I love coffee." Nine, 99 out of 100. You're the one person that doesn't drink coffee. So, when people when you talk about the Beatles, almost everyone is like, "Oh, yeah, I love the Beatles." But they yeah. really they love like five songs. And they think that Imagine is one of them. <laughs> you know? Right. Really? Yeah. Uh, you know, they like Yellow Submarine and Fucking Let It Be, and you know, like this is this is what they think of no one is like oh yeah hey bulldog that's that's the fucking one man Hmm. you know
1: yeah i mean and i'm probably one of those people as well with a a a little bit of a deeper uh following of the beatles so like i would never wear like a beatles t-shirt but i would wear a kiss shirt you know what i mean um i so there's a lot. Is of it beca- Wait a minute.
2: Can I ask you a question about this? Because I wouldn't wear a Beatles shirt either, and I think it's because the I don't think that the Beatles ever printed t-shirts back then, right?
1: I don't know. If and they so did
2: or not. anything that any merch that is made isn't even like retro fancy. Like right. you can get a you can get a reproduce reproduction tour shirt of you know David Bowie or whatever, and it's yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's kind of cool, I guess, but. And Kiss has always sold T-shirts. <laughs> right, they'll they'll fucking sell you your own T-shirt if they yeah. can pull it off. Um, but
1: the Beatles, I don't think they sold T-shirts. Yeah, I mean, I, I know they definitely had merch. They had like little record players and shit like that. But yeah, I don't know about T-shirts to be honest with you. Which is kind of weird if you think about it. You know what I mean? But I don't think that T-shirts as a
2: fashion thing really hit until after they were like the done 70s, touring. Yeah people didn't wear t-shirts unless you were a fucking greaser or a biker right right
1: you know th- that was an undershirt yeah so uh to continue what i was saying there's a i don't know that i've listened to any beatles album from beginning to end Um really yeah and this is this is really kind of stupid but <laughs> i want to still discover new beatles songs And I know that if I I feel like if I listen to Beatles albums from beginning to end, I'm going to find them all and not be able to appreciate them. You know what I mean? Like every once in a while, I like scroll through and I'll click on like a Beatles song I don't know. And I'm just like, holy shit, this song's amazing. And it's like, you know, it's 2020 and I've just found a new Beatles song, (laughs) you know, like how many people does, you know,
2: does that happen Well, if you've never listened to a Beatles album all the way through, you're bound to there i mean there's a lot of material that you right
1: gonna... <laughs> and so every once in a while i'm like totally amazed that i like found this uh you know new song that, or new song to me and there's a couple of artists that are like that where i'm like i'm saving it you know what i mean i don't know when i'm saving it for and i should probably do that shit before i die but um yeah i don't know just like once once a year or something i'll like go through these people and just be blown away by some song i've never heard before and it's like my new favorite song and you're
2: saving yourself for the Beatles.
1: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's kind of the fan that I am of the Beatles.
2: Uh, yeah. So I'm I,
1: curious. So, right off the bat, we're in disagreement on A songs and B songs. So, what else is on your list? I mean, I don't, I didn't make A songs and
2: B songs. Like, again, you're fucking copying, pasting whatever systems you make for yourself on me you need to (laughs) cut that shit out well okay you left
1: songs off of the your your version of the white album
2: i cut songs out and made a better version of it for people
1: right so i'm wondering what you cut out and what you left in right so a a album b album no but that's why there's what no I'm doing. B album. There's a, a album, trash album. can. Okay, fine. There's an a album. album. <laughs> there's the white album, and then there's the trash can. So, what's in your trash can? What's in your album? Well, that's what I'm telling you. I don't have a list of trash can
2: songs. I just have a list of keepers. <laughs> okay. That I resequenced.
1: Gotcha. All right. What's number yeah. two? Glass Onion. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I almost put that in the trash bin. It's a weird song, but yeah. I think that it's cool.
2: And, and so, I think that it's um it's an interesting song, and it's almost a trasher for me too. Yeah. Um. But I like the the autobiographical re- self referencing, and I just
1: I think it's I think it's cool. So that's funny. That actually brings up a John Toid. Uh, John always talks about. Um, I can't remember what the exact wording of the John Toid is, but it's basically like if in a new song you reference one of your old songs, your new song sucks. You know what I mean? So like the band Baruch Assault had a hit with Seether, and then uh, on their follow-up album, they mentioned the song Seether in their single from their second album. You know, and it's just like the Yeah, kiss but that of was
2: during the 90s when it was cool to be ironic and, and like not, you know, not wholly embrace your success right
1: so yeah uh, I thought that so whenever I hear glass onion and he's like talking about previous songs I always think of John saying that but well, John uh, can't be right about everything well uh, that's 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 a Jamie toid right there so <laughs> <laughs> John is you know I've known John and been great friends with John for almost 30 years now and I've learned John is either... A hundred percent right or a hundred percent wrong. There's no gray area with John. It's he's either totally right or totally wrong, and so <laughs> you just gotta fucking but fig- through, figure out which, through what which, lens, which through use, the so. lens, through your lens or the lens of truth.
2: Because I'm really starting to get a grip on your guys's relationship <laughs> and the dynamic <laughs> and the dynamics of the way the two of you
1: guys think. Okay, and get at each other. Well, like you know, if John's giving me advice on something, it's either the best advice I've ever gotten or the worst advice I've ever gotten. You know what I mean? Right. That makes so, sense. You know
2: that I can dig that,
1: A- and with facts too. You know what I, mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, you know, John will say something, and it's either complete bullshit or he's right on the money. You know what I mean? So yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. What do you got for four? You mean three? Or three, sorry. Uh, Mother Nature's son. Ah, great fucking song, dude. Great song. Yeah. There's um. Uh, have you seen uh, Jack White uh, cover that at the in performance thing at the White House? Have you ever seen that video? No. Yeah. So there, they did like um, like some recognition of Paul, uh, and they held it at the White House, and they had a couple of people come up and do songs. I think Dave Grohl did um band on the run and uh, elvis costello did penny lane and jack white does uh, mother nature's son just him and an acoustic guitar and it's fucking great it's really good so Rand. yeah i love that it's one of my favorites it's, um, kind, it's kind of surprising yeah. how many songs on this you know there's like so much well just the beatles in general have been just dissected in so many ways you know um, and there's a great website oh, called the yeah. White Album Project. And, uh, you know, it goes into detail about all the songs, like super detail who played on it and what what date it was recorded, which studio, you know, was it, whether it was an eight track or a four track recording. Um, but yeah, in looking at that, it would surprise me how many songs of Paul's were only Paul. You know what I mean? Like he's playing drums and guitar and bass and singing, and there's zero other person you know beatles personnel on the on the song so there's right. a lot of those so but yeah you know. yeah. do you remember who was on this song i uh, i think it's only
2: paul really yeah it's funny this song you know they're like what was it like between eight and 15 years ago there was this whole like acoustic stomp your foot and clap your hands music that was happening right yeah and there's a lot of whistling and ooing. and basically it <laughs> it all boils down to this song,
1: right? The, yeah,
2: like the do 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 so good do, do 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 do. That's like that is a melody that everyone copped right. in that in that period. Yeah, they may have simplified it or whatever,
1: but those intervals were just recycled over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it says Paul McCartney double track lead vocal, acoustic guitars, bongos, and timpani, and then it mm-hmm. says session musicians, horns. So, but yeah, no mm. other Beatles.
2: Yeah, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. You now, what a drag! <laughs> what?
2: I just like that your band would be at that place, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that your band could get there where it's like, ah, fuck your song. Yeah. You know, if you want it on the album, you play everything.
1: Yeah, it's the problem when you have a like a, a democracy in a band. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it really is. Seriously. You know, like if it was if there was one dude that was the songwriter and he was calling the shots, you know, it wouldn't be like that. So yeah. Next
2: song, happiness that, is a warm gun.
1: Uh another great song. Yeah, it's incredible. Um yeah, dude, fucking John his like screaming vocals just can't be touched. Like I feel you know, like I feel like he would have been an amazing punk singer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know. The guitar
2: playing. I don't know on why he's schlepping song, it
1: around with this pop music. He could have been a great punk singer. <laughs>
2: the guitar playing on this song is matchless. Yeah. It is absolutely perfect. And the, the drums stabs, too, and like, all it's
1: just like yeah, mm-hmm. even the even the drum riff is like definitely kind of weird, and it's great. Yeah, Ringo killed it on this on this song.
2: I don't, did he play on all this? He didn't play on all the songs. No, no, he played the, on that one. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, I,
2: I barely went down. I mean, I'm such an irresponsible album reviewer. <laughs> I barely researched, and I only found out when I was looking up uh, some song that Ringo quit the band. Oh, yeah, in the middle of the recording or whatever, and they... Ringo yeah. left the band. Yeah. And, I mean, how fucked up do things have to be for you to quit the Beatles?
1: Yeah, right? Where you're just like, fuck this. <laughs> well, I think I I read something about uh, even uh, George Martin bailed for a while during the recording of this. Really? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Peace and love. Uh, next song on on my reimagined The Better's White album.
1: So is this number six? Uh, I don't know, five. Oh, five. Okay. Blackbird. Oh, Blackbird. Another yeah. fantastic song. I think Which, I, yeah. I just I
2: brought the momentum back down a little bit, and I'm I'm getting ready because you know we're halfway through side A, right? right? All right. So you got to think about this, and you got to think about what's going to open up the second. Side, you got to think about all this shit, man.
1: I have a guess, I have two guesses actually for what's uh, going to open up side two, but yeah, Black this song Brooks is great. beautiful.
2: And this is a Paul song, and oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I think it's his best song on the album.
1: Um,
2: what do you like, Rocky Raccoon? Better, I do like Rocky Raccoon. <laughs> you like Rocky Raccoon better than Black? No, Beard?
1: no, 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 no. Um, right, that's what I'm saying. This is the best. This is the best Paul song on the album. Nope, I'm gonna have to disagree. And What's I will, better? I will tell you when we get to it. Oh, it's a fucking
2: uh, it's a a preferred song reveal party now. <laughs> Fine. Next song. Oh, apparently I read that. I mean, and who knows? It could be revisionist history. But yeah. Paul said that he wrote this about the um, civil rights movement in the 60s really that's what he said huh i mean i've said a lot of shit that wasn't fucking probably accurate in my life but uh it so you know it i mean if you read the lyrics it checks out you know i don't know
1: that's interesting yeah i have to go back and uh and read that with that in mind next all right so that's five right what do you got for six dear prudence ah so good Yeah, so far we're 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 doing pretty good. Like we're definitely in agreement on most of this. I think there. I I think I know a few places that will probably you know deviate. Yeah, I love on Dear Prudence. I love how close and loud the hi hat is. Like you can hear it's closed. I don't know. It's just one of those things, you know, that you know, Beatles songs are so layered with not like non-traditional sounds and not that a closed hi-hat is a non-traditional sound but to me having it that loud is kind of weird you know what i mean and uh oh, but i love there's it. a
2: thing that happens in in production and like even this like on happiness is a warm gun and um uh what is that fucking the st- uh your blues like where the guitar comes out and it's just fucking tear your head off loud yeah and that's a that's a, a trend that kind of tapered off in the 70s where everything was compressed in a different way or something and and like everything just sort of blended in like way more like a live performance and less right. like this yeah and I kind of I mean I think that Bowie there was some there were some productions that kind of hinted back at this stuff. Listening to this album, actually, I was like, "Oh right, Bowie p- took a lot from." Oh the yeah, totally. Yeah, a ton. I mean, not as
1: much as fucking Jeff Lynne did, but a lot. Yeah, Jeff Lynne. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, no, that stuff. I mean, you hear some of the, his stuff, and you're, its just like a continuation, almost. Yeah, and an incredible, incredible yeah, production. I mean, Jesus Christ, if you're gonna, you know, cop anybody. The Beatles is the the band to do it with, you know. So, uh, next song, why don't we
2: do it in the road? Really, almost got cut. So, almost got cut, but it, <sighs> I think it's kind of a good boogie rock song. <laughs> I'm kind of into it. I like the
1: piano. It, you know, it's like I don't know. Yeah, you don't like it. No, I do like it, but I had to cut it because I had to cut some stuff from the song from the record. Um, no, you didn't have to. That uh, was a choice true. you made. But, um. I feel like it's one of those weird little songs. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's a weird it's song. like a novel. There's some there's some songs on this album that I feel are more like novelty and yeah, they're all Paul songs. <laughs> you're you're I think you're right. So this is great. So I'm ta- I was talking to Jen the other night about this record after we had come to the conclu- kind of come to the realization that there's a bunch of stuff on this record that's not great. And uh not, you know I'm going to tell you what I said because I wrote it down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was too good. It was too good not to to remember. And I'm so bad at remembering shit. Uh, so the f- the first thing I'm going to say, I don't, I still don't, I don't still agree with that statement, but this is, this is what, what, what we, what was said. So I'm talking to Jen and I said, this album doesn't have any bangers. And then we were, we're, uh, we're listening to, why don't we do it in the road? And she said, this isn't a banger. It's about banging. <laughs> so yeah,
2: Does this is I mean, this. I think this album has some bangers.
1: Yeah, that that's the thing. Like you know, after yeah. today listening to it and like literally writing shit down, it's got a bunch of bangers. I was incorrect in thinking that. So I think and I was getting song, dragged down by the novelty songs as yeah. as you know during the week of listening. So
2: I th- this song sounds like a stoned out chuck berry song yeah but i don't mind it his fucking you know?
1: his scream in this song is so good paul also could have been a great his punk singer too <laughs> yeah oh god oh,
2: damn dude. no yeah. he's got one of the fucking and he still can sing his ass off i know it's
1: crazy it's inhuman yeah that's the that's the thing that's always pissed me off about paul is typically i like paul you know my perception of the Beatles is I like Paul much more than I like John. And my other perception of the Beatles is I, I like Paul's songs better than I like John's, but Paul sings in a range that's outside of my singing range. So I've never been able to, you know, sing those, <laughs> sing Paul songs, which really sucks. Um, but back in the, uh, starting in the like mid 90s in uh, my punk band, we used to cover Eleanor Rigby. And we weren't tuned down at all. You know, we're tuned to E Standard. And like, I mean, even when I was 20, I couldn't, you know, I was, it was a stretch for me to get there. And I, most nights, I did not, (laughs) I could not get there. But I love the song so much. And it was such a great, super fast punk song, you know. Uh, Maybe I'll, if I can find a copy of it, I'll insert it in this episode, maybe. So rad, rad. But. Um, All Martha, right. my dear. I put it in the trash can.
2: Really? Yeah. This kind of felt a little bit like Eleanor Rigby to me, and I I considered trashing it. And for the record, you didn't put it in the trash can, you put it on the second album. I put it on the second album. I put, you know, I put for things no one in the trash can. <laughs> for, for no you one to buy. You make second records. <laughs> you know, you're. I put it in the trash can, and you're thinking
1: legacy release. Here's the thing unreleased b-sides here's the thing the second white album album b or whatever the yellow album mm-hmm,
0: would, the off-white it, album
1: would exactly the ecru album uh would still be so much better than thousands and thousands of other records that have been put be better out over than time. songs of leonard cohen <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know here's the thing i like the way that this song tapers down into the last song on on the first record for me yeah and that song it would be i'm so tired i i feel like um uh... boom we're 10 songs in i just fucking i'm in and out wham bam thank you ma'am i'm so tired is a great
1: way to end it whoa you're ending at i'm so tired oh for the first side for the first album oh boy we are i mean it it's so, still a double album. It's still twenty-one songs, man. Oh, okay. Hold on. I, you're confusing me. So we're talking about song number eight, right? Uh, and yeah, you're talking about Martha my deer. Well, you
2: that's know? that. The, I'm so tired.
1: Would be the the one the way to wrap it up. Okay. So, but we're not talking about I'm so tired, right? Yeah, we moved on. So I'm what? so tired is number ten. Is that what you're saying? Ah, uh, it looks like number nine. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> you know. So initially when we, when, when Mike approached me about doing this podcast, this was kind of the format we talked about doing was going song by song.
2: Ugh, it's this terrible. is a fucking
1: disaster. <laughs> yeah. This is stupid. We will never
2: do this again. Whatever. Uh, all right. You know what? I might never listen to this record again. I'm going to be listening to the <laughs> betters album.
1: Oh my God. All right. So I'm so tired is your number t- uh, nine. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that, the, maybe this is the wrap-up song while my guitar gently weeps. Um I think I'm I'm so tired is one of my all time favorite Beatles songs. Yeah, it's great. I catch myself singing that song a lot. Yeah. Is it usually at three in the morning when you're literally having your last cigarette before bed? I don't smoke. <laughs> um No, I just I just like the the lazy swooping melody. Yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic song. And again, I'm not a much of a John fan, but goddamn, that's a banger.
2: I mean, how can you say that you're not much of a John fan when you've you've just name checked a bunch of his songs and you're like, oh, <laughs> this is great, this is great, this
1: is great. I don't like him. I think his personality rubs me the wrong way. Uh, I mean, at least his public perception of his personality. Yeah, but do you ever meet him? Like I said, his public perception of his per- his personality. Pu- public projection uh his public public persona. persona
2: thank you right mm, I don't know, I just think like <laughs> neither of us have ever had to be in that position, right, and I fuck knows what i you know who what I would be like if I was in a position like he was in and dealing with all kinds of stuff, like I think dude was an alcoholic, you know uh and just had you know had had issue like parent issues and whatever right e, so i can you know a lot of that all of that is relatable for yeah. me and i think a lot of people and so it's i don't know it's easy to sit back and take pot shots at people but like who knows what kind of fucking anger i'd have been harboring and never been able to get over if i'd had that path laid mm-hmm. out for me right While my guitar gently weeps is in the trash can no it's fucking great (laughs) this is such a good song and it's one of the things uh, it's one of the few like clapton things that i'm really into
1: yeah i'm not a clapton fan at all but his guitar work on this is is uh fucking great great. yeah and this song this song was the first eight track recording by anybody at uh, abbey road is that right yeah uh, apparently they had an eight track machine, but the stuff had to be like certified before it could be used in the studio. And I think George found out that they had an eight track machine, like in the closet. And he's like, what the fuck we're pulling it out and using it. So yeah. Yeah. And this is a George song and George is
2: fucking cool. Yeah. George is probably the coolest Beatle. <sighs> um,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I,
2: I, I can, I can see that. uh, I read about this song a little bit. Apparently a spiritual song when they came back from their fucking Swami family reunion. Right. They, he was, he was just like, wow, <laughs> we went and studied, you know, transcendental fucking whatever. Yeah. And then we, and then we just like fucking come back here and we still can't get along. or whatever. It's like, this oh, is, God, yeah. this sucks. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah this is now I see what I did. I wrapped up the first album mm-hmm. with a George song, and I started the second album with a george song
1: really that was my that was my clever move. <laughs> we'll see how clever it was all right what's the uh what's the opener on the next album Disc. long 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 uh that one almost got put in the trash for me.
2: Did you fucking hit your head while you were listening to this <laughs> This song is incredible. It's fine. Oh Jesus, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Kid A was oh god, just eleven <laughs> covers of this in different, different, <laughs> like <laughs> different genres, I'd have given the album a B plus.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's great. I yeah. think it's fucking amazing.
1: I mean, it's not bad. Um, not one of my favorites, but. So what's that
2: eleven? Do you know what this reminds me of when you when you're like it's not bad? Do you remember uh, Kill Bill when they've got (laughs) they've got uh, uh, Uma down in the hole and they're about to bury her Uh and it's the two rednecks and there's the one guy that's like obviously like a little bit like dim he's got kind of a dim bulb yeah and he's like ain't she pretty and the guy like spits on the ground he goes I seen better. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's what you sound like. He's <laughs> like, she's all right, but I've seen better.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I mean, you know, compared to a bunch of other songs on the record, it's not super strong. I mean, and I'm just telling like it is, man. Look, that's
2: why. I, that's why albums have a sequence. Right. This is it's an art. <clears throat> Like creating a vibe that flows and isn't jarring and is an album experience is an art. <laughs> so this gently brings you back into the music because you just had to flip the record mm-hmm. or you had to change the record, right? Yeah. You had to fucking change the record. After Long, 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 everybody's got something to hide.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's in the trash can. Really? That's, that's, on, that's on the Ekru album. I really like the guitar on it. I mean, it's not, again, it's not a bad song, but it's just not as strong as 20 other songs, I think, uh, that are on this record. I like that um, it's got a really
2: interesting intro. Yeah. like I never heard anything like that before
1: or since. I think the guitar sound bit on the time. intro is the, awful. Oh, I love it. Uh, it's just so shrill. I do love the fire bell in the song, though. Or whatever that is, a triangle or the ding-a-ding-a-ding. I do like that. (laughs) Like, I love how these guys are sitting around like, what does this song need? Oh, this song needs an airplane taking off. This song needs birds. And this song needs a fire bell. Like, Jesus Christ, guys. (laughs) I think that the guitar like tag
2: after he says everybody's got something to hide except me and my monkey. Oh, that's great is fucking vicious. It's some yeah. of the most vicious guitar playing to appear on any Beatles song ever. And it's like not some bullshit blues box shit that you hear people doing on Instagram. Yeah. Like some blues hammer shit. Yeah. It's like, it's fucking cool
1: and inventive and it's and really interesting. You know what Um, I always think about is it's weird that these guys never played Marshalls at all. You know what I mean? Like, what? when did Marshall start? 65? Yeah, but by the time Marshalls came out, these guys were pretty much done. Yeah. Would they break up in 70 or something?
2: Yeah, but they didn't play live shows for years. Yeah. They were like, nope,
1: we're making records and that's it. But like a lot of this stuff was recorded in like the summer of 68. I mean, that would have been a classic time to grab a Marshall and turn it all the way up and use that for a distorted guitar, you know? It would have been interesting to hear. I'm sure you think
2: so because it's you think that it's the only fucking amp in the world that's worth hearing but we're going to disagree on that also. <laughs>
1: I think for just, distorted guitar man it's it's hard do to Do you
2: think that your fascination with only Marshalls uh stemmed from reading Kiss uses Marshall amplification because they want the best and you're like well <laughs> and it's just like one of those connections that was made
1: at a time when you were a developing human. First of all, the, the your quote is wrong. It's Kiss uses Pearl's drums and Gibson guitars because they want the best. Whatever, or, which is on the back of Destroyer. Uh yeah, there's no mention of Marshall. No, oh, they I, don't. They no. never, never. Uh, n- I mean, I think what you're referencing is the back of Destroyer, and that's not what it says. So, so they never, they never reference Marshalls. I don't. I mean, not not as far as I know on any of their records. Other than, you know, photos of Marshall Stacks in the background, but... Hmm. Yeah. No, I don't, you know, I mean, there's no other amp that I've stood in front of and hit a fucking A chord and had my, you know, hair on the back of my neck stand up like I have with a Marshall, so...
2: How many have you tried?
1: How many Marshalls? A lot.
2: How many other amps?
1: (laughs) Uh, I tried a few, you know, Fenders and what not (laughs) that's it stops there no 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 i've I've tried a 5150 and a fucking ignator and whatever i don't know just i mean you you know um the linchpin for me is 6550s you know i like i bought a marshall and hated it and sold it my very first one and was super disappointed um and then I went to a guitar show and heard a guy playing a Marshall and was like blown away, and bought it. And it turned out the difference was that had sixty five fifties, not EL thirty fours. And so every fucking amp in the world uses EL thirty fours or you know whatever else. It's just those. Everyone like uses eighty fours now. It's those like late seventies through mid-80s marshals that used, you know, that came, when they came to America, they had 6550s in them. And so, I mean, I may feel way different about a 5150 if I heard it with uh, 6550s in it, you know, so.
2: I don't think they'd make them. I think they do 6L6s.
1: Right. So it's something about, you know.
2: I say that with, an, with
1: a uh, make-believe authority. <laughs> right. Like I have, a, I have a JCM 900 SLX. That is literally gathering dust because I can't get it converted to sixty-five fifties. It has what fifty-eight eighty-ones or EL thirty-fours in it or something, and like, it's it's just a limp dick to me. So I'll give lot- you two hundred bucks for that limp dick. <laughs> <laughs> I may not like it, but I'm not stupid. It's
2: the most anyone would ever get paid for a limp dick. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel generous today.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I let John. Uh, well, actually, I think I bought it from John and then loaned it back to him for like two and a half years or something like it. Like, I just got it back <laughs> recently. So he had it for years. I think I remember when he had that amp. Yeah. I mean, they're of the JCM-900 series, they're the best ones. Um, it's just, you know.
2: Have I told you my JCM-900 story before?
1: Uh, I don't remember. Why don't you refresh the, my One of memory. the best
2: sounding amps I ever played through as a backline amp. Was a JCM 900. Really? It was fucking unbelievable. The thing is, I was in Argentina and they run on. 240
1: two, volt. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I don't know if that's what it was or if this thing was modded, but it was awesome. And
1: wow. I, no one was more surprised than I was.
2: Huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you know, if you that? think about it, they're designed to, in England, which their default. Right. A power thing is 240 or 230 or whatever it is. Um so and then they get over here and they run on 120, 115 or whatever. Did you so. ever get a a variac, like a power thing and try and do that shit? No. I mean, I always hear that it's like the van halen thing or whatever and the variac turns down the it starves the power, right? So, you know, oh, is that if, right? yeah, it, it you can't give your amp more power you than can't step it up. From, Yeah, then you're getting from the wall. I mean, you can with a step-up transformer, but that's who the fuck's doing that. Um,
2: yeah, I'm going to make a YouTube about about it, and then start selling step-up transformers and, <laughs> that look like pedal board things, yeah. implements, and then start a new trend.
1: Well, uh, I don't know. Have you ever watched the rig rundown for ACDC, the premiere guitar one? <laughs> I have. You know, the funny thing is,
2: I was thinking about making a gag post that's like, here's my ACDC reproduction pedal board. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a coiled up cable, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now they, uh, um, yeah, ACDC tours with these, uh, these big transformers that were made from in Japan that sets the power going to the marshals to the like you can adjust up or down so no matter where they go or how dirty the power is or what the incoming power is they can always set it for you know 217 or whatever you know so they always get the same power going to the amp so and apparently it makes a big difference
2: right yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure it makes it consistent and if there's one band in the world that wants to have a consistent sound every oh, night right. because yeah. they've had a consistent sound nearly their entire career, it's, you know, it's the guitar tones have shifted uh, production wise on the records a little, yeah. but for the last 40 years at least, it's been pretty tried and true. Right. Like, yeah. If it ain't broke, don't break it. Don't fix it. Yep. I mean, don't fix it, but don't break it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Next. What's next? Okay, so what are we on? Long, long, long?
2: Uh, Everybody's Got Something to Hide. Oh, that's right. That would be be track two on album two. Uh, Next, Rocky Raccoon. Rocky Raccoon. I fucking love this song. Yeah, it's real kind of uh, like a funny thing because it's like, what the fuck does that mean, Rocky Raccoon? Yeah. And you're like, oh, the guy's name is Rocky. (laughs) Right. And he's got a weird last name. (laughs) You know, he's not a cartoon character. Yeah. He's just a dude with a fucking name that's so dumb that this dude was able to steal his chick.
1: That's how dumb his name is. Um yeah, you know, this is a really weird tune and you would and like normally I would put this in the B album um list just because it's it's so weird and but I love the song and so I gotta keep it on. It's a great uh, story too. The thing. Um, one thing I thought was interesting is George Martin's playing the piano on this. The piano is a little weird. Yeah. It's little... like some
2: ragtime shit.
1: Yeah. The, it's listed as uh, George Martin honky tonk piano. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, it, but I guess it goes with the, the saloon, you know, it's like setting the, the, yeah, the saloon the tone type. of the
2: saloon, which um, is
1: uh, funny because, you know, they reference Gideon's Bible and I don't, the Gideon's, uh, only started distributing bibles in the 1900 in like 1901 or something. So, I don't know that saloons and uh duels were a thing in the 1900s. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh I mean, a little continuity continuity think about, or whatever. You know, where were their saloons
2: and what like did they did they tell you what state they were in? <laughs> uh Dakota, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that doesn't seem like a fucking stretch to me. This could be 19 19- fucking 15 or 1930 that's true you know, i have a uh I've,
1: i have a good north dakota story that i will definitely have to share with you off the air so okay <laughs> remind me about that you'll be disgusted and i mean <laughs> re- reevaluate okay. your friendship with me <laughs> great <after you> <laughs>
2: i mean this guy's pissed and he's like fuck it i'm gonna go kill this motherfucker right but he goes in like a dumbass and he announces himself Right? Yeah. So he kicks the door in and he doesn't kick the door in and start shooting. He kicks the door in and is like, I'm here to kill you. And
1: that's not how you kill someone. Right. Right? Well, I think if you're gonna have a duel, uh, in order for it to be fair, they need to know they're in, in the middle of a duel, right? Who the fuck said anything about a duel? Uh well, what are the lyrics? It's not about a murder per se, it's about He's not going to duel.
2: He's going to fucking shoot off the legs of his rival. Uh, that's He's true. going to fucking
1: kill this guy for stealing his chick, yeah, and that's the thing. Like nobody's stealing your girl, like if your girl bails, hey, your, your girl's bailed. You know yeah, that's right. It's, it's not like, yeah, you know. sure. but let's just stick with the
2: story. Yeah. this is the deal. He wasn't going to duel. He was going to kill the guy, but like my dog, Mr. Big.
1: Ah, no, Uh, here we go. In the lyrics, it says, he said, Danny boy, this is a showdown. So it's not a murder. It's a duel. A fucking showdown is not a duel. A showdown is not walking up and shooting somebody in the head. That's not a showdown. That's a murder. Well,
2: clearly, he didn't fucking kick the door in and do that. (laughs) Like, that's what I would If I wanted to kill someone, I wouldn't kick the door in and be like, all right, motherfucker, you're dead. Count to three, because that's when your life ends, when you get to the end, and by the time you're fucking halfway into your sentence, the guy's like, his dick's not even gone limp, and he's already shot you dead.
1: Yeah, I think there's like a... And then um, the
2: last thing you see is this dude in bed with your ex-chick.
1: Like, that sounds like a terrible way to go. But he didn't die, right? Uh, no. No. It was. He told the doctor it was only a scratch. I can't believe we're that deep into this. Song. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Can I tell you a story? No, you know, sure. What All you're right. talking about so, is sucker punching somebody. I'm talking about getting in a fist fight with somebody. There's a big difference. I'm not talking about sucker punch. I'm just saying like you're saying walk in and shoot the dude, which is the equivalent to a sucker punch. I'm saying he's trying to win his girl back. Uh, by beating this dude in basically a gun version of a fist fight, which I, is a I don't, duel, I don't interpret it that way.
2: Okay, I don't. Like the guy, this is a he was <laughs> he's attempt. This is an attempt at a crime of passion, <laughs> right? You know,
1: I that's feel it. like I feel like this is his. Uh, you know, he's trying to prove that he's like I don't know a man, and he's going to win his girl back by you know shooting this guy beating him in a duel or whatever you know in a showdown and he did not win the showdown no he didn't no. dip shit his <laughs> daniel was hot and he drew the first shot i mean you know that that could be interpreted a lot of different ways yeah that's true um let me
2: tell you a story about what happened to me today okay uh were you in the black mining hills of no i was <laughs> in my pickup truck with my two dogs. And I take the dogs after work to the bottling plant where I work, and I let them run behind the bottling plant in this like big open area. Yeah. And uh, three times this week, um, it's come very, very close uh, that that they would get a squirrel. Oh, God. They're like, <laughs> they're going to get a squirrel. But Mr. Big is a fucking a Rocky Raccoon, and <laughs> he... Rosie is really fast. Yeah. Like, I, I've not seen a dog that's faster than her. And she's just, like, fucking grease lightning and silent. Like, she's a fucking hawk. Yeah. But Mr. Big, he, for his, his little stubby legs, and he's a, you know, he thinks he's a real badass, but he gets in, like, when he turns the corner and is, comes upon the open field where these squirrels are sometimes found... He doesn't just like kind of try to swoop in. He's He just starts yelling immediately like, I'm going to get you, motherfucker. You know, right, and which right. alerts the squirrels. Yeah. And they bail. But today, Rosie got a squirrel, man. No. She did. It was really awful. <laughs> oh, no. She fucking got it. Like I let them off their leash and was right behind them. And I had turned the corner and it took like five or six seconds. And by the time I turned the corner, Rosie was like standing there facing back at me with her tail wagging and the squirrel <laughs> in her mouth. Oh, my God. And the squirrel is dead. Like oh, she just geez. whipped it and and killed it. Right. She caught, she finally got one. I've been telling her for a long time that she'd never get one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I told her for a long time that she'd never get a bird because she was trying to get birds. Yeah. And she fucking got a bird. Really? Wow. My dog got a bird out of fucking right out of the air.
1: Oh, my God, really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that's wild. Your dog is a hero to all other dogs <laughs> today. No, she's just fucking really persistent. Yeah, she got a squirrel, man. That's the fucking... She's I like, told... I called
2: Christine, I, I texted Christine and she called me immediately and she was just like, oh my God. And I was like, I know I'm kind of horrified. I don't even know what to do. Yeah. I got to put this thing in the trash. I got to fucking go get a Jesus. bag and pick it up and like, cause I don't want them coming back to it or whatever. And she said, I'm kind of proud of her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I know. I just yeah. I didn't really believe in her. <laughs> uh, that's
1: funny. Um, yeah. I used to have a rat terrier dog and... um you know they're bred to find, kill rats or whatever. You know, right? And, and I mean, we didn't have any rats, so I never, I never saw that. But I always saw, you know, he'd grab his his toy or whatever and shake it like he was trying to break its neck or whatever. I thought it was funny. <laughs> and then I don't know, a couple of years ago, I don't know how, I came across a video on the internet of. Um, I think they were in England and it was like a pack of dogs. Like, I don't know, like four or five dogs and like a bunch of people. And they're walking through a farm field and the, these rat terriers are like getting down in these uh, like corn rows and like pulling up rats and fucking breaking their necks, you know, by shaking them and yeah, then just they just throw off the rat and then go get another one. I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> little murder machines. It. it was crazy to watch. Yeah. yeah. Dude. So that's, that's how they do it. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. All
2: right, what do we got? Yeah, next? just will never look at her again, like the same.
1: Yeah. Anyway, next. <laughs> you murder. Her. Helter Skelter. Yes. Uh, yeah. Fucking Helter Skelter, dude. Um, I think this is my all-time favorite Beatles song. Really? Yep. I love how, um, like at different parts of the song, didn't the guitar, you say that I'm so tired was your favorite? No, I said it's one of my favorites. Oh. I love it. I'm always trying to fact check you. (laughs) What do you think? I'm. What what am I, John? Uh, Now John's screaming at the radio. Uh, I love it how at different parts of the song, like he's like hitting the strings of the guitar so hard they go out of tune. Uh, You know, it's it's just like fucking fucking good, perfect, dude. Paul's voice at the beginning of this, like there's things there. There are moments in music. That whenever I hear them, you know, it'll make the hair stand up on the back of my neck or my, you know, make me tear up or just, you know, just have an emotional uh, thing for me. And one of the, and it's always just like the weirdest little thing part of a song. And, uh, you know, the breath right after he says, see you again at the beginning is just like one of my all time favorite rock moments, dude. It's just, oh, fuck, it's so good. And, you know, when it's, you. When you call, when you uh, hit me up today, and I said yes, I was doing. I said I'm emotionally exhausted. It's because I'd listened to this song like four times in a row, super loud before you, right before you called. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: uh, yeah. I mean, I think this song is like sets the bar for any like honest emotional music. Yeah, It talk.
1: This is like the original emo song. It's so fuck. And and, and again, we're at that impasse where I don't have the words to express how much I appreciate something. And I just say, Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, it's fucking great. Like it, it literally, um, makes me upset that I can't express how much I love this song. Have you ever listened to the uh, Motley Crue version? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know what? I, I think the Motley Crue version is the first one I ever heard because, you know, um, I, my cousins had Motley Crue records when I was a kid and they didn't really play Helter Skelter on the radar, at least, you know, that I had heard. Uh so right. the crew version was the first one I had heard. Um, but yeah, this one's it's so it's so good. It's so emotional for me. You know, and and people talk about like you know, how the Beatles is like one of the greatest bands of all time. Um I can't listen to and can barely talk about the song She Loves You, which right. is not on this album. Um but that song makes me so happy whenever I hear it. When the when those boys do the woos, I literally I I cry actual tears of happiness. And I was at a uh, plaid pantry, which is like a a fucking, <laughs> fucking store. Convenience store here in Portland. And uh, I'm standing in line and she loves you comes on and there's like a dude in line in front of me and I'm literally holding like two, six packs of Mountain Dew or whatever. And I'm like, fuck, 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 hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. You know? (laughs) And the guy's, he's not hurrying up and they fucking hit the woos and I just start fucking crying. And I literally just put my shit down and walk out. (laughs) Ah, uh, yeah, oh like, that's good uh, there was uh I was flying back from Minneapolis um a couple of years ago, and Ron Howard had done a, a documentary on the Beatles, right? Yeah. Have you ever seen that one? Mm-mm.
2: I gave up on i i just I haven't watched any of them
1: well, he did a a documentary about them playing live, which is really good and uh, I'm sitting next to some girl and we're flying flying back from Minneapolis, and I think I cried three different times during the movie. <laughs> uh i was so so inconsolable at one point that she actually like tapped me on the shoulder and i had to take off my headphones and she had to ask me if i was okay like it was really bad like like right now right now i literally have tears going down my face just thinking about um what did you you say to her I said I was fine. I said this music just makes me so happy. It makes me cry every time I hear it. So, which she thought was fucking weird, but she was because she was like a younger kid, you know. There's this like fat guy with a white beard crying in the seat next to her like a baby, (laughs) like can't catch his breath. He's crying so hard. Ah, so yeah. Now, you know, and, and there's a, you know, there's a handful of songs like that, you know, like, uh, fuck the beginning of gimme shelter when he does the oh, double yeah. when he does the double snare hits before the song comes in it's just like literally my my nipples get hard um you know when i hear she loves you by stevie uh isn't she lovely by stevie wonder you know just thinking about that song this like blind guy singing about how beautiful his daughter is is just like it's like the sweetest thing ever you know and um i can't even talk about these songs sorry Excuse me, sir. Are you all right? (laughs) 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 You know, and that kind of, you know, dovetails into, I don't listen to a lot of music anymore uh, because it's really, a lot of it's really emotional for me for some reason, you know, whether it's, you know, getting me pumped to do something crazy on my bike or, you know, like she loves you where it's beautiful or, you know, uh, you know, just Slayer where it gets you pumped up, you know, it's just, it's really emotionally exhausting for me a lot of times. And so, uh, yeah, it's hard for me to listen to a lot of music that I really love, you know, music that I think like, ah, whatever, you know, like I can listen to that shit all day long, but yeah, there's certain certain things that I I have a hard time listening to because it's emotionally exhausting for me. So yeah. Anyways. Hey, can we, can we take a break for a minute? I need to.
2: Is it all seventies music? Is it all music from your childhood? uh no
1: i mean a lot of it i discovered later on you know like right um like these days by ne- you know with nico singing like right oh, such God. a weird song <laughs> oh yeah she's just flat as shit and it's oh it's so beautiful it's your voice is awful but it's it's perfect, it's perfect for that song you know right um Yeah, so, no, I mean, I I think I probably discovered most of it in my 20s, you know, which at the, you know, was a tumultuous time for me as well, you know, emotionally and brain chemicals and all that stuff, you know, so. But, yeah, Helter Skelter uh, is one of the songs I sing at uh, karaoke, and I try my hardest to belt it out, and uh, (laughs) I'm always flat because I can't fucking. Well, yeah, that high note (laughs) at the top is so high. And I cannot hit it, and I fucking try every time. It's like a blood vessel is gonna burst in my forehead, dude. You know, and I mean, I attack that shit like a punk singer, like the fucking mic cables wrapped around my fist. You know, like, and I fucking go for it every time. And uh, you know, I, I think how hard I go for it at karaoke kind of makes up for how flat I am singing it. So at least go hard, or at least or go you know home. the people are terrified of me uh too, too terrified to say anything about how flat i am so but yeah i think it's probably my all-time favorite beatles song
2: people are like don't look psycho grandpa on the eyes
1: <laughs> yeah no this guy's really into this we should not tell him he's bad at it <laughs> as the wrong move So oh.
2: the the next song that i picked in my sequence mm-hmm. uh is another song that has filthy fucking guitar playing in it. Can you guess what it is? No. Your Blues. <laughs> uh,
1: also a song in my trash bin. <laughs> trash bin.
2: That doesn't surprise me.
1: Yeah. Well, mm. just the name of it, um, you know. Oh, Jesus. Really? <laughs> no. I, I just, yeah, I don't think it's that great of a song. Mm. I mean, I think
2: just just for the groove and the guitar playing mm. alone, it's great. And I like, I just, I just like it. I mean, it's a little bit like, but you have to re- remember, this is at a time when electric
1: blues, this is like, what year was this album? 19... They recorded in the summer of 68, most of this stuff, it looks like. Summer and it fall. Looks like it released in 68.
2: Yeah. So, you know... The blues was a pretty exciting and fresh thing to people then. And right. so this song wasn't it wasn't like some tired thing that you're like, ah, oh, you know, I heard Kenny Wayne Shepherd do something like this just last week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking Kenny Wayne Shepherd makes an appearance on the show. Oh Christ. I met him. He's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sure he's fine. All those guys
2: are nice. Johnny Lang. They're all nice. They're nice, you know. I don't know what they're so sad about with their blues guitaring. <laughs> but this fucking song is great. It's dirty and filthy. And if you've ever seen the version on Rock and Roll Circus, it's kind of weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. Next, I will. Uh yes, also on my list of
2: songs yeah. to keep. <laughs> um, although, uh, unless I have this wrong, this I almost killed this song. Really? Yeah. Um, I almost killed the song because it's such a fucking throwback to like their first few records, like pre revolver. Right. You know, it just kind of feels like, uh, it's a little bubblegummy. I love it. it's a beautiful bubble. song, but it's uh, a little bubblegummy. And uh but when the when that like Travis picking guitar thing comes in, I'm just like, Yes. <laughs> and it's Fuck the thing. Travis Oh, it's that ba doom bam ba no, yeah. bam ba doom bam ba bam It's the thing that gets copped for a song uh, by Elliot Easton in, like, Best Friend's Girl. It's fucking note for note, almost. Really? Oh, I'll yeah. i have to check that out. Never um, noticed. Oh, dude. Yeah, for sure. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Huh. So, I don't know, just for that nostalgic value, like, for me to be able to cross-reference that and... When I hear it, because I can't hear one of those songs without the other, at least during that part. Right. Mm, But the rest of the song is almost, the rest of the song almost made my sequence a 19 song (laughs) album or 20 song album (laughs) instead of 21. You're going to hate my next pick. (sighs) All right, let's hear it. Piggies. Ugh, really, dude? I had to have one weird one. Oh, God. And it's also like, do you listen to the song and you're like, all right, well, here's the template for David Bowie, <laughs> a lot of it, and and a lot of things like fucking Metallica for piggies. Oh, dude, are you kidding? There's this like chromatic climb in this song in the, with the strings mm. that I just can't I can't hear chromatic things like that without thinking about David Bowie and without thinking about Metallica. Huh. Yeah. Do you remember uh, what was the song that Metallica directly cops from David Bowie? Yeah, we did a uh we did a thing for it. Right. I mean it's Master Puppets, but then what's the other thing? Right. Some what, other bullshit. Uh, Oh it
1: was um it was um uh, uh the artist. What uh what's his name? Uh Andy Warhol, right? Was oh, that it? is that it? I think it might well, anyway.
2: Been. There, I just, there, there are so many moments where I hear little bits like that, and you're like, oh, that's, uh, that's where this guy copped that thing. Right. You know, like this, he probably grew up listening to this, heard it so many times, it just became a part of his vocabulary. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, clearly you're pissed about this. No. Sexy Sadie is next.
1: Uh, let's see. Did that make my list? didn't. yeah, that's on. That's on the A record. Yeah, dude, are you kidding? That's a good tune. I, I just got. Um, I got to verify. You know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also have. I'm just going to give you the the rundown for the last four. Okay. This process. This is a fucking beast of burden. This episode. Yeah. Uh, Sexy Sadie, Savoy Truffle, uh, Trash Can, Cry Baby Cry, and Julia. I almost flip flopped Julia and Cry Baby Cry. In the sequence.
1: Um, Yeah, I love Julia. So this, yeah, Julia is a John only uh, on that song. And, um, you know, along with some Smith songs, Julia is one of the songs I used. Like I would listen to the car and try to learn how to sing harmonies was with Julia. So, yeah, it's Hmm. a great song. Oh, God damn. So I wonder, what are you missing? What's on, what's... uh I'll tell you what I, I can
2: tell you what I crushed because i crushed a bunch of the dumb short songs i nixed back in the ussr really yeah you know
1: I, I was thinking with back in the ussr like uh was it last week or the week before when we did rival schools you were saying how um you know you can't go wrong opening an album with a snare ro- just, you know a snare roll or whatever right. <laughs> i was thinking man you can't go wrong fucking opening an album with a jet and taking off
2: but it just you know this song it seems like it's going to be kind of cool but it's like a reference to a Chuck Berry song and but also it's got that fucking corny Beach Boys reference that has always driven me crazy. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Like not only is it it's like a um like a thematic reference, it's a, a musical reference and lyrical reference and it just is like uh, Right, were they
1: friends? Were Uh, they friendly or were they rivals? I think they were frenemies, and I'm sure John's freaking out right about now that we don't know. But who cares? I I always heard that. uh, What did John tell me that they said? Uh, The Beatles. Oh, I. uh, Okay, I'm sure I'm getting this wrong, but another John uh, statement from back in the day was he always hated the Beach Boys until he heard uh, the uh Beatles say pet that they had heard, oh yeah they had heard the the harmonies that the beach boys did and realized they needed to get on top of their own harmonies so or something like that
2: well the beach boys arguably had the fucking have you heard the like the vocal only mix of pet sounds
1: uh i don't think so no it's pretty powerful yeah it's yeah. ridiculous i mean i'm definitely not a beach boys fan and right you know uh, growing up <sighs> Um, (laughs) I can't believe we're going to steer into the Beach Boys here. Um, It's not our fault. They have this fucking
2: stupid song on the fucking... (laughs) The inferior Beatles white album.
1: uh, They, you know, I think when I was growing up, the Beatles or the uh, Beach Boys licensed a lot of their songs. It seemed like I heard them on commercials and shit all the time and it was just like, bah, you know? Right. Um, But so I never really cared for the beach boys until later in life. Um, when I like sat down and listened to pet sounds, like from beginning to end, and was like, Oh, yeah, okay. Really I great. get it. You know? Um, but, uh, here's a great story. So we were in Duluth, Minnesota doing a BMX show. It was, um, <laughs> uh, we were doing it at an armory and we had a, a, like a vert quarter pipe and it was, I'm trying to think of how much of this to tell you about. Um, I'll leave out some of the stuff, but uh, the guy who booked the show, we were like putting together the mixtape for the show, you know, because we'd play and we'd ride to music or whatever. And Kokomo was a huge hit at the time, right? (laughs) And he's like- What a piece
2: of shit song.
1: Yeah, like we're like, you know, putting on Beastie Boys and, you know, just all kinds of- Great stuff And he's like No we gotta put Kokomo on it We gotta put Kokomo Cause he was like An older guy Like in his like Late 30s or something And we're just like No dude Do not put Kokomo On the fucking mixtape We're not riding to Kokomo And he insisted So we put it on the mixtape So during the show Like the middle of the show Kokomo comes on We all just stopped riding And we just sat there while like a hundred people are staring at us. We sat there for the well, probably half the song until he realized that we weren't gonna ride. And then he had to fast forward the tape until he got to, you know, wow. public enemy or whatever. And then we started right. riding again. But yeah, that was we great. Some bastard little kids. I actually uh Well, who wants to ride to that bullshit? Yeah, it was pretty bad. They Ugh. uh it was funny, they they interviewed us live on the radio and um you know, I'd never been interviewed live before, and never really um, had any kind of restrictions on what I said or anything that was right. outside of school. And so they're emailing us, or they're emailing us, they're they're interviewing us, and and like we we'd gone to the, like the local Kmart and bought a, a hair clipper so I could you know trim up my mohawk, and then we returned it, you know, like <laughs> it's covered in hair, you know, and we're like. Yeah, we decided we didn't want this, you know. So, anyways, you know, I'm being interviewed live on the radio by this guy, and I was telling the story about how we uh, went to Kmart and and fucking trimmed up our mohawks, you know. And I'm like using, I start using the F word, right? Like live on the radio. And the interviewer guy just kind of freezes. And he's just like staring at me like deer in headlights and holding the mic in front of me. And I'm like, the fuck's your problem? (laughs) You know, like. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think i said the f word like six or seven times and the guy was just like oh my and, t- and then some other guy came ran over and grabbed the microphone and was like okay well come down to the fucking ace hardware bmx <laughs> expo you know <laughs> yeah, i was like what that's great so yeah not the not the first time i've used profanity over broadcast air uh, i think i have some well- fcc fines.
2: Luckily, the FCC doesn't have any jurisdiction on the internet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So you cut back in the USSR, huh? I cut back in the USSR.
1: Um, Did I cut Glass Onion? Uh, No, you didn't. I cut uh, Obladi. Yeah, I had to... I like Obladi, but I had to to trash that one, too. And uh, here's the second John toy to the show. So John told me that um, the reason why the Beatles wrote Obladi was because they had written so many songs that were hit songs they thought could we write a song that's complete bullshit and see if it's a hit and that's what obli was i think that's bullshit yeah so and i'm sure john's (laughs) uh complaining that that's that's not what i said i think that that's that's, bullshit but also
2: i cut it from my album (laughs) i also cut wild honey pie i did too uh, fuck that song
1: so he's fucking uh so I read that I read that patty Harrison liked this song and that's why it was included on this album which you know didn't she fuck fucking get married to Eric Clapton or something i don't know i I thought she her and um him and Harrison swapped wives or something right I don't know you know lifestyles of rock stars yeah anyways I don't know you know I mean she decided to fuck Clapton so her Opinion is pretty suspect in the first place. I don't know if I would right. listen to her fucking saying. I wouldn't fuck that guy with your dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: uh, you know that's a saying that uh, just fell by the wayside at some point. does really, it's really, it's really neglected. Yeah, I think it's when used properly, it really has a great impact. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Uh, mm, so yeah, see. that song got shit canned. Yeah. Um, let's see. Don't pass me by. Is that? Yeah. Don't yeah. pass me by. That yeah, got fucking trash, that canned. One. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's fucking pretty stupid. Yeah. Uh,
1: let's see. I mean, you know, it's ring. That's Ringo's
2: song, right? I guess. Yeah. I got yeah. uh, Revolution Nine. I cut. Yeah,
1: it's garbage.
2: Yeah, it's just like uh. Yeah, they should have called it Revolution, nine minutes of fucking what the fuck is happening yeah. here.
1: Bad tape loops.
2: Um that's not nine songs. Let's see. One, two, three. There were a bunch of like short songs. Um yeah. Oh, birthday. I fucking cut birthday. Fuck that really?
1: song. Really? Really? Yeah, what the fuck? Fuck birthday. I think birthday kind of fits in with back in the USSR where it's just like a happy, fast, upbeat song. I like it. Yeah, I cut that song, too.
2: I know. Fuck both of those songs. Yeah. They are the lead-off tracks of the shittier version of the White Album. <laughs> no, both no, of no, them. No, no. respect. Yeah, respectively. One and two. They lead off each disc. <laughs> They're trash.
1: I, I think, well, how many, how many songs go on a 12-inch?
2: It depends on how
1: long yeah, they yeah, are. that's true. Well, I only have 11 songs, so I don't know that there's two discs. Or, yeah, I guess it would be two sides. Um I think that, I think that does it. I think that's all the songs I cut. So I cut, um, and you know, some songs I cut because I, I don't like them. Some songs I cut because I don't feel like they fit with the rest of the songs or aren't, you know, don't fit with the, 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 a record. Um, and then some songs just, yeah, just don't make the cut. So there's kind of three tiers of songs, uh, reasons why they got cut. Um, You always have to come in with like
2: some extra shit. (laughs) What do you mean? Like, oh, I'm going to give it three grades. I'm going to grade it once for the songs. I'm going to grade it once for the production. And I'm going to grade it once for the lyrical content.
1: Well, if I'm going to tell people um, that these songs are cut, I don't want people to... To assume that, oh, Jamie cut these songs because he thinks they're bad songs. That's not why all of them got cut. Only some of them got cut because I think they're bad songs. Other songs I feel aren't up to snuff. Other songs don't fit with what's left. So there are three reasons why things got cut. Not just, oh, they're all trash can songs. You know, like, so. And how many of them did you cut? 11. The so two more than I did. I cut Obladi, Wild Honey good. Pie. Yes, good. Uh, Martha, My Dear. Piggies, mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. pass me by. Why don't yeah, we do it in the road? Song. Wow, you're which I like the song, it's not a bad yeah. song, it just, it's just not fucking dear prudence, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, I cut your blues, uh, everything's everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey, Revolution One, Honey Pie, and Savoy Truffle. Actually, no, I'm sorry, I have 11 songs and Revolution Nine, yeah, so yeah, I got What's 12 your- songs I cut. Do you have a favorite song on this
2: album? Helter Skelter, which is my all time favorite Beatles song. Oh, I guess you said that, didn't you? Boom. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I have a favorite, but I'm looking at the entire, like all of the releases. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm looking at, all right, here's the White Album, here's Let It Be, Abbey Road, Yellow Submarine, um, Magical Mystery Tour, Sgt. Peppers revolver rubber soul the white album isn't even in it's not in the top five top five of what of the of beatles albums for you yeah i so hmm, well and for whatever reason i've always held it in this like in my mind i've always been you know i've always thought like oh yeah well the white
1: album that's the one you know but it just fucking isn't I don't know. So, I always thought the White Album was like my Desert Island Island uh, Beatles album, right? Right. Um, Because, but you know, when I was a kid, being a poor kid, uh, when I would have money to buy candy, I wouldn't buy Reese's peanut butter cups because they were my favorite. I would buy a Charleston chew because it was the most candy for the same amount of money, right? (laughs) So you're gonna get into a fucking economics
2: and like value like bang for your buck because this is a double record you didn't you didn't pay for a single record
1: on a desert island if you're stuck on a desert island you want the most amount of good music you can get you know what i mean so like right
2: but there's a lot of shitty music on this
1: so here's here's the thing. Here's I, the thing. I, 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 I was you're on a desert island. Those was, eleven songs are going to drive you mad. I was Facebooking back and forth a little bit with Kelly about I think it was Kelly Simmons about this. I think that the best song of all time might be "Under Pressure" by Queen and David Bowie. Right, okay. and let's table that discussion. <laughs> but I would probably rather bring the White Album with me than a k- single of "Under Pressure" to a desert island.
2: But it's not a desert island single question. It's a desert island album,
1: right? Well, what's right. what's on what's we're spinning our wheels here. Yeah, so uh, I'm all about the economics of it. <laughs> eh, I, I, just, I need to bring the most music I can that that is even you know it's about it's like uh, uh, um, you know what I'm not going to say that over the air. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna say some some
2: uh, thing like never mind, I'm not gonna say anything either
1: <laughs> I just I think that revolver is a way better record. It's about quantity, not quality all the time.
2: Revolver is a way better record, and here's the thing: you're not gonna to listen to this desert island album on repeat for the rest of your life. You're gonna go and listen to it when you want to listen to the music, right so if eventually you're gonna get fucking sick of anything, if that's all you have, except for maybe not you.
1: So here's my question for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here's my question for you uh, about this record: Is the Mike Squires version, you know, the trimmed down version of the White Album better than any other um, full Beatles release? No, really, no. Okay, I
2: I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm also surprised. Yeah, I'm like, I'm almost, I'm almost disappointed and feel cheated in some way that uh, <laughs> that I grew up and have had this whole belief that the White Album was the pinnacle of the Beatles' powers. Yeah, like that they were they were such a
1: powerhouse that they had to make a double record. Right, but they fucking didn't. So I, I know that you haven't heard the, I know the listeners have heard the intro for this uh, episode, but you haven't. And literally the, and I believe John is under the same impression that we were and did not listen to this record before he cut the intro because the intro is basically it's the white album. Fuck off if you don't like it. And that's it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know that thing, John's listened to the white I album in its entirety recently either. It's not that I don't disco. like it. Yeah.
2: Because I do, but I don't like it in the way that I thought that I did. Right. Like, I thought that it was a Bible, and and I this week I realized it's just a fucking pretty good book. Yeah. You know? I mean, in the context of 1968, it's a great fucking book. Right. But it's not the book that I remembered reading as a kid, you know? Neither yeah. is fucking Where the Red Fern Grows. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Huh? Yeah. How is that for a reference? There you go. Throw back to what? Sixth grade or something? Um,
2: so I don't know, man.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you know, one, th- you know, a couple of my overall thoughts on this record, um, you know, from listening to it critically this week is, man, Paul is really, I know. And I know Paul didn't play bass on everything, but Paul is a fucking really good bass oh, player, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. And I'm really surprised. Um, that I haven't heard your catchphrase about bass playing in relation to Paul on this record. What do you mean? Uh, that there's some Jesus Christ superstar shit on this record?
2: <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I don't. It's not that bouncy. It's not bouncy and like, <laughs> okay. And it doesn't move around that in the same way. Yeah, there's a very specific like stage musical bounciness right. thing that. But no, he is an incredible bass player. A great songwriter. Yeah, I mean, even to say the even to say those words is like redundant. It's like saying, um, you know, Donald Trump is a fucking dickhead. It's like, well, yeah, no shit. Yeah, nobody. I mean, I, I don't know that many people who would say, "Fuck Paul McCartney." That guy's a hack. <laughs> right. I do know someone who hates the Beatles. Yeah. Anyway, I think fucking let it be as a better record and that that record is you know actually that record's pretty killer um the naked version is i think maybe a little better
1: i like it Abbey road clearly a better record yeah i really like the mono stuff um well i shouldn't say that i enjoy one of the things that i discovered in my 20s was when i had a car that only had a left speaker I kept oh, hearing yeah, I kept hearing "Space Oddity," but a different version of it. And then I, and I realized uh, it's it was hearing the same version on the radio. It was just hard panned. I was only hearing the left speaker, you know. And right. so ever since then, you know, uh, every once in a while when I come across a '60s recording where things are hard panned left and right. I like to just listen to one channel as mono, you know what I mean? Because then, you know, there's less ingredients, and you can take in what's left uh, and appreciate it even more, which is kind of nice. Right.
2: I appreciate that people do that because it makes it easier to learn songs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Very specific parts of songs if you need to,
1: you know? Yeah. It's crazy how much of this record was recorded on a four track. I mean, I know they bounce stuff down or whatever, but so... still, Yeah. It's amazing what they were able to do with limited... You know, so limited technology.
2: I wonder how many four tracks they had, like chained together, or just no. How many? Like, you know, they would if they had two four tracks. I don't think they could. They weren't time syncing anything back then, right? Yeah. You know, they didn't. They didn't have that technology, but you know, you have to bounce something back and forth. So you have four tracks. You bounce it to. I'm assuming two, right?
1: Yeah, and stereo. then you have two
2: tracks to work with again, right? Yeah. So all those original tapes, I imagine they kept because it would be foolish to not, right? Yeah. But Is still, that what, I mean, even those, Did they use know. the source tape? I'm, I'm assuming when they went back and did oh, all that. Oh, I see
1: what you mean. Yeah, I don't so know. So did they
2: go back and use the source tapes when they did all that funny business um,
1: in the 2000s? Right, you know what? And I I I think you're right. They must have bounced to another tape. Well, they do that. Cuz they would lose they would lose generational quality then, right? Right. Yeah, they would degrade. Hmm. Yeah, because, you know, I, I mean, I've definitely seen uh, documentaries where George Martin is like, you know, he's like, I'm going to bring up the faders on the guitar, and then I'm going to bring up the faders on the vocal, you know, and he had more than four tracks he was bringing up faders Right, at that on point, it. they transferred things, I'm right. sure, yeah. So, yeah, I wonder how many they got done before, you know, it was like, all right, that's too many, you know, whatevers, we're going to start losing fidelity. Hmm. Right. It's interesting. Well,
2: but Well, yeah, there's, I mean, even... Uh, just it's like looking into one of those mirrors. That's looking at a mirror, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm, it sure fucking sounds good, though. Yeah, it sounds great. I mean, you know, it's been remastered over the years by the best right. mastering people in the world. <laughs> so,
2: do you? you know. I mean, here's a question for you: Do you think that because they knew they were going to bounce and lose some, probably? What do you lose when you bounce high end? Uh, yeah, I think so. Do you think that they recorded things extra bright to compensate for that tone loss? Right. Yeah, maybe. You know what I have that I've I'm just like, like scrolled through and looked at the pictures and then put it away and never looked at it again? Is that giant Beatles book, like the Beatles gear. Oh, really? And it's got like a log of everything they ever recorded in it. Yeah. Like the studio logs. That's so crazy! It's, it's I can't a, believe I didn't open that thing up and <laughs> like study look at it while I listen episode? to this. Yeah, but the problem is, is like when I'm listening to it, I'm driving. Right. It's a pretty bad time to open a book. Um, well, be, I'm, I'm sure there are worse times.
1: Yeah, you could be uh, stuck in traffic on the highway. Right. Yeah,
2: yeah I, I should. I, I'll go back and look at that thing. Do you know what I did
1: tonight for the first time? I I signed up for Twitch. Oh, really. You're gonna start yeah. gaming live live streaming you playing. Well,
2: no, it's not. Apparently it's not all gamers. And yeah. uh there you can do like a whole show on there. You right. could you could stream like a fucking homemade television show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think they were like one of the first, you know, streaming platforms, weren't they?
2: Fuck if I know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Lately people have been saying that I should go do that, so I did it. But what are you going to stream? Like cuz it's live stream, right? You're just going to It's not all live stream. Oh, it's not. Okay. But you can host something and then you can upload video and then cut to it, just like you're controlling a television show.
1: Right. Yeah. Crazy. You're going to do like a public access show? I mean, essentially, that's what all <laughs> of this shit is these days, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, at a um. pub- at a public access show when i was 12 it was awful the wrestling right no no uh it was um it was just like skits i would write and stuff and uh yeah i think the um i think the intro music was torpedo girl from uh unmasked kiss unmasked <laughs> it's <was> pretty bad <laughs> torpedo girl though. yeah it was an ace song i don't even know that song yeah it's all right i kind of i kind of like it still <laughs> It's not a great uh, song, but I do enjoy that song. So, for nos-
2: for its nostalgic value, yeah, right. But. Too bad about Ace. Um, <laughs> too bad about Ace. Yeah, dying. I that did that get a message this week, and uh, and the, uh, my messenger, my message said, "I can never thank you enough for the Paul Solo."
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. What did you talk about it on Couch Drifts, or was it from this uh, podcast? Didn't we talk about the Paul Stanley guitar solo? We did, but I thought that was on um, the podcast. That, oh yeah, I guess uh, we it released yesterday, two days ago. So yeah, that's funny. No, yesterday. Yeah, I've been uh, on the last couple of episodes. I've been I like listen back to the episode and I paste in like links to shit that we talk about. So. But I don't oh, know yeah. if anybody actually clicks on those links, so I'm, I I don't know if I'm going to waste my time doing that anymore, but... Well, we, t- we talked about them. Yeah. Uh,
2: I, I mean, I put links in, in the descriptions of Couch trips too, but I don't know if anyone... I don't have anything that, that says, like, all right, this link was followed.
1: Right, yeah. I'm I, sure there's so- some- it depends on the podcast platform you're on. So I know like if you listen on Spotify, you don't, I don't know that you see those links, but if you use um, the uh, podcast app called overcast on your iPhone, um, if you click on the show notes, those are all those links work. So uh, the nice thing for me is like when you're interviewing like the guy from satellite amps or whatever, you know, it's, it's like I flip over to, you know, you guys are talking about a particular amp or whatever. And it's like, well, I wish I knew what they were talking about. You know, I want to see this amp they're talking about. I can click on the fucking thing and it'll bring me to the amp that you guys are talking about. I'm like, oh, that is cool. You know, so Yeah, it
2: doesn't look like the um, hyperlinks work on Spotify. What the fuck's up with that?
1: I don't know, but it works in overcast. Do you want to
2: know why that's so fucked up? Because Spotify bought anchor. Yeah. Like this should be they should sort that out. Yeah. Um we just got our ad cut.
1: oh no we lost 15 cents uh um yeah but it works in overcast and um if you go to our website goldenshowerofhits.com uh when the episode posts there all the links are clickable so for each episode
2: yeah yeah dude yeah man you want to grade this thing
1: oh fuck (laughs) there we go here comes another hour yeah. Uh yeah, let's do it. Why don't you go first? Fuck you. Come on. Look,
2: first of all, I always go first. I always no. second of all. Second of all, you're not allowed to give this three grades. I'm not based on the songs you cut, <laughs> based on the fucking B songs and the A songs,
1: because we're grading the Beatles self titled album. I think that we should grade the Beatles self-titled album, but then also grade. Um, you should grade your playlist, and then I'll grade mine.
2: All right, fine.
1: Really, <laughs> even though I think that's a terrible idea,
2: I do think that it's an interesting study in uh, our our opinions based on once we edit it. Like it's yeah. almost like taking a producer's role, right? So right, yeah, as it exists. I would give the White Album a fucking B.
1: I am in complete agreement.
2: Yeah, B. Yeah, yeah. And I think because it's just fucking A, it's too much. And it's too much. And the unbearableness of it is based on fucking Honey Pie and fucking Obladi Oblada and all these whimsical <laughs> fucking
1: Paul clarinet solo songs. See, I don't even, I don't mind those. On, I like Honey Pie. I I, it's shit like piggies and wild honey pie that are bad, uh, that drag the album down for me. But, um, and then, you know, I think my, my playlist, uh, that I came up with, which is 19 songs. Uh, I would give an a, you'd give it an a, yeah. Wow. A whole 10 points more. Yeah. Because all the crap is cut off the record. All the, you know, all the bad songs, all the weaker songs and all the weird songs are cut off of it and it's just great songs
2: yeah and, and there's give.
1: 19 of them like jesus i mean that's right. a lot yeah, of I'd fucking probably great give songs, mine an you know? a
2: minus yeah a 91 so very minus a minus minus <laughs> what is
1: what is a a what is a a is that 95 or is that 100 jesus christ i can't believe i have to explain this to you <laughs> and a you know i'm a high school dropout right
2: and a is 90 okay like you, that's the threshold. You just said for, you just said a minus is
1: 91.
2: Right. Well, look. An A would probably be 94 to 99. Okay. Right? And A plus is 100. Gotcha. Only A plus is 100. That is no subtractive value. Gotcha. A minus, I'd say anything below like 92, 91, 90. Okay. And then B plus fucking goes down the scale the same as the A A minus and et cetera. Okay. Yeah. B plus is like uh, 89, 88, 89, 88, maybe 87 to 84. A, you know, B. You get it. Yeah. I'd give my version the better, the betters. White Album, I'd give mine an A minus. There you go. 91.
1: You're not gonna. You're not gonna come up to an A. Usually, usually I I talk to you after you give an a grade, and you'll drag your grade down like half a point or whatever. <laughs> so uh, no, it doesn't work I'm in the other direction. Okay. I'm gonna
2: hold there. A minus. <laughs> and I think that the here's the thing. I don't I don't know if there's a. No, that's not true. There are a couple Beatles albums that I would give an A plus to. Yeah, for sure.
1: I think that my, my playlist, uh, is what everyone almost, well, I was going to say is what everyone thinks this album is, Um, right? but yeah, yeah, you know, and everybody thinks this is the best Beatles album. Again, I haven't listened to all the Beatles albums, so I don't know, but my perception, uh, my perception was, is that would be, yeah. Revolver is the best album. Okay. You know, what's funny about that is I think that a few months ago, we had this discussion about the Beatles, I think you and I, and we both agreed that the the White Album was the best album, and I asked Jennifer what she thought, and she I think she said Revolver, and then I think, didn't you and I beat her up over text? and <laughs> until she agreed with us i don't know (laughs) i I feel like that's what happened and then
2: now we're like oh shit (laughs) revolver and rubber soul are probably their best albums yeah and then after that i would go abbey road
1: yeah because i i remember standing in the kitchen being like she's like, no, you know, revolver or whatever. And, and me being like, Alexa play dear prudence. You know, like I'd be like, what the fuck is, you know, like you're crazy. And I like had her play all these Alexa fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. I was oh, like, Hey, dingus, you know, so I had her like play all these banger songs until she agreed. And, uh, yeah. And then I had to crawl back with the tail between my legs telling her I was wrong. Well, <sighs>
2: We're done. Women are very often smarter than men. Yeah. Well,
1: at least my woman <laughs> smarter than me. <laughs> I mean, not like it's that. I mean, not like it's some crazy feat, you know? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> uh,
2: one thing I wanted to add, uh Kelly was in this band, right, that I think... Kelly was in this band that was called Mean Tangerine. Oh, but really? But then they they quickly became uh, Thistle. Okay, and, yeah. And the two guys in that band, there were two songwriters in that band, and they're fucking great. Um, they're Rob Benson and Dave Curtis. And actually, Dusty writes great songs, too, and he was a drummer in that band. And uh, they used to do Hey Bulldog, and it was Fucking! it was awesome it was fucking great Uh, that's cool um later when thistle broke up i ended up joining a band with two to the drummer and the other uh, rob singer from thistle Mm -hmm. and that was nevada bachelors oh yeah that's cool
1: yeah kelly's awesome
2: oh kelly's great he's always been great he's always just been Fucking mellow and cool, and he fucking made me a one-off. Just a, he screen printed me a single shirt once. Really? Oh my god! Yeah, and that is a labor this was of like love. Two thousand three <laughs> or four, you know, mm-hmm. and it was my buddy Dwayne's birthday, and I I wanted to make him a stump town with the with the broken bars. Uh huh you know where it said stump town in the black flag. Oh right font. right. Yeah yeah. And yeah. And uh and he made it for me and I gave it to Dwayne. Oh that's awesome. One shirt. And then of course those guys oh, did a run of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> uh but yeah, that was fucking that was solid because I didn't even understand what it meant then. But now I'm a little more aware of how yeah. much work goes into things.
1: Yeah, holy you know? shit. Yeah, Kelly's rad. He's a great bass player too. Uh, we um, oh yeah, uh, the band I play in with Ryan. It's called the Downfall Strategy. Uh, we were looking for a bass player once and we were kind of kicking around the idea of asking Kelly, but like I just felt like Kelly was just way too good to be playing with us. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know that I I fucking bothered asking him. I'm like, he does not need time. He, he does not need to waste his time slumming around with us. You know so. Right. yeah, he's a great bass player. That's great. All right. Cool. What's All next right. week? Next week is uh, Jerry Rafferty. I, we
2: just agreed on grading, um, like, two weeks in a row. Yeah, it's because I'm tired of fighting with you. This is the way I wear them down. You <laughs> know? Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Uh, now, next week, Jerry Rafferty, City to City. And, you know, uh, previous weeks I've talked shit on... Uh, Jerry Rafferty, but I had to listen to the cover, uh, the song that we're going to cover, uh, a few times. And I think I might, I think I'm going to like this record. Maybe. Yeah. So we'll see it also happens. might be
2: a fucking one hit wonder.
1: Yeah, it's true. Well, a two hit cause isn't uh Baker street on this record too. Oh, I don't know. I haven't I listened to it. Yet. Is. So yeah, I looked at the track listing. So yeah, I'm excited. And unfortunately the week after that is rain dogs by Tom. Waits. <laughs> I know it's not on any streaming or anything. No, right? which is going to be, which will probably on mean YouTube? I won't actually listen. I don't know. It probably mean I won't actually listen to the record before we record the episode. <laughs> I
2: mean, surely you can buy it, right? I mean, I guess. Can you buy it digitally? It's just, is it like maybe on iTunes? Uh, I don't know. Can you still Let's buy see. albums on iTunes? Yeah, I just bought an album recently, Door. Rain dogs. Whoa, stop yelling at me. Rain dogs. Come on, motherfucker. There it is. You can buy it for fucking $14.99. Oh my god. Are you serious? Oh, there are 19 songs. Uh um, I don't remember this being a double album. This must be some sort of a deluxe edition.
1: Why am I not, oh oh yeah, fifteen bucks? Oh man. Oh my god, there's 19 songs on this record i think this is where i I think this is where i quit the oh you know what i think this is where you quit
2: the podcast
1: (laughs) i think i'm gonna have to tag in john on that
2: episode (laughs) someone's gotta have this that they can share it with us right
1: yeah no i'm gonna bring in uh i'm gonna have john substitute for me that week i think (laughs) pinch it fuck (laughs) We should yeah. Uh, we we should all get like one Mulligan where we can call in a <laughs> lifeline. Yeah, call in a lifeline. We'll have John on that episode. <laughs> I mean, we could. I don't. I don't know. Maybe the record's awesome. I have no idea. I've never heard it. So, but I'm not thrilled about spending fifteen bucks on something I've we, never heard.
2: We have. We I think we have enough in the pot, right? Ugh,
1: we're gonna spend our money on that. <laughs>
2: well it would be investing our money back into the podcast
1: that's true uh fuck keith uh, richards is on this record i wonder can you get a refund um <laughs> I, I actually bought an app on the app store today i had to fucking request a refund so really Hmm. yeah it didn't work correctly and there was no documentation for the app so i was like okay well it was a ten dollar app i'm like all right fuck you dude i need a refund this is bullshit what was it? It was Duck a hunter. It was an app to automate s uh, s h scripting into multiple hosts and running commands, yeah, not too exciting, but something I needed, and did not do what I needed.
2: I don't even you just fucking said I know,
1: sorry, another language to me. Hmm. you were speaking in tongues for a minute. I need to run the same command on multiple servers, remote servers, and so uh, I was trying to speed that up instead of typing everything in. On every server, I was, and I'm just write it once and run it, and that was going to help me with it, but did not work. So ten bucks back. I want my two dollars. <laughs> Can you believe
2: this fucking election? Like in oh Georgia, hey, in Georgia, it's like there's like three thousand, four thousand votes difference. Four thousand. What is the population of the state? Uh, I don't know. Like five million. That- yeah. yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, or that's the number of votes. The population is is much greater, but oh, okay. Yeah, that's nuts, right? four thousand. Yeah. What the fuck? Why don't they just fucking pack it up and finish this shit? <laughs> sweep the
1: leg, sweep the leg, Joey. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm just trying to ignore it until there's a there's a resolution. So. Don't
2: you know,
1: I'm talking about a resolution. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I am I don't put it past the country to completely disappoint me yet again. So I'm not right. holding my breath. Cool, man. All right, All right Well, uh, yeah, I thought the episode went well. It was, that was a fucking beast. I never
2: want to go through song by song again. <laughs> it really fucked up our program. Yeah, no, it was not good. Remember earlier when you were like, I think we should go through song by song? And I was (laughs) like, that sounds like a terrible idea.
1: Well, first of all, that was initially what this podcast was going to be. Secondly- Yeah, but we're fucking 20-something episodes in. Yeah. But secondly, I felt like a lot of these songs deserved a more in-depth discussion than we normally do with albums. Eh. So song by song seemed like it made sense.
2: Well, I mean, why wouldn't we just naturally have a conversation and highlight the fucking really great songs and shit on the fucking shit birds? Because song? there's,
1: what, 32 songs. Right.
2: Like, so you fucking talk about five, you talk about 10 songs, you talk about the five great ones and the five shitty ones, and then you fucking throw a blanket over the other ones and say these ones are pretty good.
1: Have you, apparently we have not hung out or talked enough yet, but... My thing is always uh, beating something to death, right? <laughs> right. So, uh, making make, making, sure that you understand my position on something, you know, like, I mean, literally, I'll say the fucking punchline to a joke three times in a row to make sure you got it, right? Right. I'm sorry. You're breaking up, Jamie. You're breaking up. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, you know, um, I think these songs are important enough to where I, I I know that like when I listen back to the who episode it makes me crazy that there's so, uh, things that we didn't touch about in that ep- touch on in that episode that I feel like uh, were important and it's like oh fuck we totally forgot about x or we totally forgot about y and I'm like ah and I didn't want to do that with the Beatles and so that's another reason why I thought you know what let's do song by song but yeah it you 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 were right. It didn't work out. So fuck it. The episode
2: went okay. You're the best. I love you. (laughs) Shit. I I love you too, Mike. Seriously. Mm. It's time for me to fucking climb in bed, though.
1: Yeah, go to bed, dude. We'll uh, talk about Jerry Rafferty next next week.